episode 103, The It Gets Harder Myth. Welcome to the School of Weight Loss podcast, where we empower you to reach your healthy weight goals with less wasted effort, money, and time. This is the podcast that uses evidence-based tips and tools to simplify weight loss for the ladies who've tried it all. If you struggle with obesity or being overweight, you're tired of endless dieting and never reaching your goals and just plain tired with life, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, obesity medicine certified physician, life and weight loss certified coach, Dr. Emily Vinzan. Let's get this episode started. All right, so there's been a little discussion happening out here in Burton, Kansas between my husband and I. After he said, what sentence to me? It's getting a little harder. I need to get serious. Yeah, it's so funny. I heard myself say, it's time for me to get serious because <laughs> I don't like that he's beating me right now. <laughs> I'm not even really actively trying like you are, but there's just a part of me that's like, why are you losing so much weight? <laughs> there's a part of me that's like, what? Because I have a whole lot more to lose. Well, that's true. But here's what I want you to know. This, it gets harder myth will kick you in the rear in your weight loss journey. And I think it's a very, very, very common myth. And I want to share with you, it's a myth. It's a thought error, but you probably don't realize that yet. And in fact, we did a first take of this and it turned into a little bit of an argument. So this is take two of this because I realized my husband isn't quite as open to coaching as I had thought he was because he wanted to argue that he didn't say that. <laughs> I was like, that's not the point. You did say that. That you might have a variation of that, right? This is the part where it gets hard. This is the part where I gotta be more strict. This is the part where I have to be more basically deprivation-based, right? And it ends up kicking us in the rear on the back end. Why? Because of what my husband says he plans to do. So let me just ask you a question, and I want you all to ask yourself a question. After you get through that first big fluid shift and you get those big numbers of weight loss, then it starts to get a little smaller, the numbers that you see on the scale. Is that the experience you've been having recently, Hen? Yes. Tell me what that means to you. A little frustration. Why are you frustrated? Because it's not going down as quick as it was, and I'm doing the same things. Why does it need to go down as quick as it was? Because I want it to. Okay. It feels good. It feels good. All right. So when you get on the scale now and you see it kind of sticking, because this happens, my dear lively ladies, this happens to all of us. A couple weeks in, your body starts to adjust and it's like, hey, one of two things is happening. Either we're dying and we need to hold on or we're getting healthy and I'm not really sure which is happening yet. So your body will start holding on a little bit. You've already been through the fluid shifts. Your body starts to hold on a little bit. And here's the problem. When all of your weight loss journey is motivated by that scale moving, what do you say to yourself at this point in the journey? Stick to the plan. It will work. Okay, well, that's because you've had coaching. If you hadn't had coaching, what might you have said to yourself in the past? Is it even worth it? Yep, nailed it. Is this even worth it? Is it really even gonna work? It's going to take me so long. It's going to take longer than I anticipated. Is it even going to work? And I think this happens at a key time because probably for each and every one of you, this is happening at a time when this number on the scale 
it always happens at, right? It's like around here where you're like, this is the number I never get past, or this is the part where it doesn't move, right? There's a lot of history there for a lot of us. And so what do you say when you're in that moment? Is it even worth it? What do you typically do? My husband is so smart. He's had wonderful coaching. So I want you to share with everyone what you might've thought in the past. That might be right where they're at. Just get frustrated and start kind of getting off track a little bit. Yeah. What does off track a little bit look like for you? Cheating and eating more than you should be. Yeah. Not, not eating what you plan to eat. There. I love that. So I don't love the word should, because here's the thing. You're eating exactly what you would eat from frustration. You're just not eating what you would eat if you're really believing that this is just a little place, a little like place where the scale starts to sit. And if I continue forward, I'll get the results I desire. Do you see the difference there? Yes. So here's the thing. But normally one of two things is going to happen. When you start telling yourself, it's getting harder or it's going to get harder. You're either going to go into frustration and notice my dear lively ladies and my dear husband, has anything even changed? Has it really gotten harder for you? If you consider the scale not going down as quick, yes. Yeah, that's the only thing that's changed at this point, right? Has your eating gotten harder following no. the plan? No. No, nothing has changed. We haven't said, well, Brian, it's time to add an exercise. The scale hasn't moved. We haven't said, well, Brian, it's time to be, you know, really, you got to cut back and be deprived and miserable. We haven't said any of that. But here's the space to notice that you've created nothing that's harder. You're just starting to tell yourself that because you're judging all of your success off of the scale. And here's what I want you all to notice. The scale is just a marker of progress. That's all. If you know right now that this is what my body's supposed to do and this is what it's going to do, would you still say it's getting harder? No. Do you really believe that for yourself? No. When it doesn't go down as quick, it just seems like it's harder. I mean, mm -hmm. it is harder for me, but I mean, I'm not doing, I, I don't have to do anything more. I think I do, but you're saying I don't. So I'm just going to follow the plan. Yes. Okay. A couple things here. This is the difference, my dear lively ladies, by having active coaching in your brain. Because here's what I want you to notice. You may believe this story, but here's what Brian's doing. Just a little behind the scenes. Brian is saying, it's getting harder to believe that my plan will work because the scale isn't moving. The plan isn't getting harder. It's getting harder to be motivated to stick to the plan because of what's happening in the scale at this point. Do you see that, Brian? I do see that. And normally you're right. What do we do then? Get off track. Yes. We either get off track and then I want you to play that out. Okay. Play that out for everybody. If you start getting frustrated and by the way, we eat to energize our bodies. One of the biggest things I teach everybody in our lively lady club coaching is you eat for energy. You don't eat from frustration because once you start eating from frustration, that looks like exactly what Brian says. And in the past for you, Brian, what did that look like? Like a whole sleeve of Ritz crackers at night. Yep. What else? Maybe a whole sleeve of Chips Ahoy with a glass of milk. What else? Go back to the apps, getting drinks all the time and food all the time. 
This man has so many food apps on his phone. It's not even funny. He is the <laughs> ultimate deal king. I'm going to tell you something, my dear lovely ladies. If you have a ton of food apps on your phone, please delete them right now. You don't need them. They are literally like dopamine hits to your brain even before you get the food. You get the app, you're like, it's a deal. That food is like, not only do I like that food, but it's a deal on that food and it's dinging in my head and it's telling me it's going to make me feel good. All right, look at all the advertising when you go by these places, by the way. How many food apps do you think you have on your phone? Quite a few. <laughs> How many? Over 10. How many do you think I have? I have no idea. Starbucks. Okay. Starbucks. Yeah, I do have Starbucks, but that's for the credit card part of it. I don't get notifications that they have deals. Do they have deals? I've never I looked. I have no idea. Not going to start looking. I have none. I never get an announcement that there's a food deal during the day. I get a lot of them. I know. How hard is that when you're frustrated? It hasn't been hard at all when I'm on a plan. Yeah, right. So what has changed for you that has not made this hard this time? Because we've been down this road before. Just the focus and, and knowing where I want to be and why I want to be there. If the scale isn't moving so fast, does that really matter in the end? I guess not. Well, no, you can tell me what you really think. You know, to answer no, the right I mean, answer. No, I understand there's going to be like, like you said, plateaus, and then I need to push through them. And what just, does push through them mean, though? Sticking to the plan. What would stop you from sticking to the plan? Stupidity. It's <laughs> just going to go to stupidity now, <laughs> right? That's the value of some good coaching because we believe our own stories, right? I want you to play this the other way, though, because some people, when they feel like it's getting harder, what was the other suggestion you gave me that you might do? You literally said it this morning. Go on a five-day fast. Yes, back to the old tricks. And what did I say to you after that as the good, loving wife and coach that I am? You're going to gain some of that back. Yeah, and then what, what will you do? Here's oh. the thing. I actually think you will end up ahead. Like the scale, he has a number he wants to get past by a certain date. I'm not going to share the number. I'm not allowed or the date. But here's the thing. A lot of us set that, right? It's kind of like the catch-22 of weight loss. It's motivating for us. But then when we see that it might not happen because the scale slowed, which is a natural phenomenon, and when you're realizing you're going to be doing this the rest of your life, it's really not that big of a deal as long as it's moving, right? I always tell people like two weeks at the same weight, and then we need to reconsider. But you got to keep yourself sticking to the plan for those two weeks. And that takes the mind management because here's what happens. When we tell ourselves it's getting harder, we're going to either get frustrated and do micro quits or we're going to literally go harder at it from a place of frustration, not from the future you. And by that, I mean, we're in this for the long-term trajectory. So when you're in this space of frustration with the scale not moving and you start saying it's getting harder, what we've already determined is that like, you know, your plan's working. You're just wanting the scale to move faster. And so to get the scale to move faster, we tend to go into stricter methods like doing a five day fast. What I said back to Brian was that's fine. The scale will move, but you need to know it's going to bounce back afterwards. And after that, you'll be frustrated and you're going to be inclined to want to have the Ritz crackers and those sorts of things later instead of now. How do you manage your mind around that? Focus on the picture that I saw and I want the, the person that I'm running away from. The old you? The old me. Yeah. Don't run from him. He's a great person. He just was coping inappropriately. Yes. He's well loved. And I, I mean that. 
So in that space, we tend to want to make the plan harder. And you know what, if it's been two weeks, you're sitting at the same thing and you're like, okay, maybe it's time to up level my results. That's very different than saying to yourself, I've got to deprive myself more to get a better result. The difference is it's coming from the highest level of you versus coming from the lowest level of you. It's coming from inspiration and motivation instead of coming from deprivation and misery. We talked about doing a long fast and what did I, what it was my coaching suggestion for you with that? Fast with the purpose. Yeah. If you're in a fast, like let's make it intentional fasting. Let's make it for a bigger purpose than just to get the scale to move. What are your thoughts about that? I think, and I know you don't agree with this, but my intention would be fasting to lose weight because that is important to me because it, it has to do with my health and has to do with adding years to my life what does fasting for your health look like versus fasting to just make the scalp move look like i have no clue what if you do have a clue how might they look the same or different you you're bought in more i guess i don't know do you tell me i really don't know okay well let's play it out right? Because I think this is a huge question. Is this a diet brain fast or is this a healthy me fast? This is such a common question that my ladies have in our Lively Lady Club. How do I know if I'm doing this from diet brain and deprivation versus how do I know if I'm doing this to create the healthy me? It's probably just a different mindset, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. What are your thoughts going into it? What's your intent with this fast? I'm doing it for a reason. What's the reason? My health. Okay. So if you're doing it for your health versus to make the scale move, what does that look like? The only problem for me right now, they're kind of the same. Okay. How are they the same and how are they different? Well, I mean, by losing weight, it's going to, in general, put me in a, a healthier position. Okay. And how are they different? I don't know. You ought to coach me on that one. So let's take a look at it like this. If you're doing this to get the scale to move and you get on the scale. So by the way, I'm not a fan of five-day fast. For those of you who are listening, this is my husband's concept, not mine. It's a very old concept in this marriage where my husband says, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to do a five-day fast. And I always say, okay, you're just avoiding food and you're going to have to eat afterwards. And I know how you break these fasts, right? It's like, let's get pizza. It's time to just eat something that I've been wanting and dreaming of. Like mid fast, he'll tell me, oh, hey, after I'm done, what are we going to have to eat? And we start talking for two days about what he's going to eat when the fast is done. My dear, lovely husband, that's diet brain fasting, right? Do you see that? Yes. Okay. If day two of this fast, the scale starts going up and you're doing this to just make the scale move, what are you going to do? Fast for another three days. Okay. You'll stick with it. Sure, I will. Okay. Why? If I do, if I decide to do it. Yeah. I think you commit to it first from a different place, right? Yes. You're making a different commitment. You're choosing what people might look at as hard from a place of not hard. That's when you're looking at the healthy version of you versus the dieting version of you is looking at it as hard. And how can I reward the back end with the hard? Does that make sense? So when you're in diet brain and you say, this is getting hard and my husband's go-to, this may not be your go-to, but my husband's go-to is a five-day fast. And when you're in diet brain creating that, what are you focusing on the whole time? The scale moving and what you get to eat when it's done. Yeah, I'm not focusing on what, I mean, that might be in the past, but it's not where my mindset is now. Right. Because we're focusing on the healthy version Correct. instead of the diet version. Do Correct. you see that? Yes. Yeah. He'll always say this was him in the past. It's never him now. 
I love that about you. But we can see how that has played out for you. Have you done that before? Yes, I have. How many times? One that I can remember. It's been at least a few. Okay. And what happened then afterwards? Like what was the long-term trajectory of this, of those decisions? They probably didn't work very well. But what did it? Like give people the specifics. They want to know what happened. I probably ate a lot of stuff that I was deprived of during that five-day fast and started my bad bad habits again. Yeah. Because you made it harder to get the scale to move and you weren't really focused on what really mattered to you. And secondly, you didn't do the work to create the healthy version of you. I've said so many times, you can pick any tool to use with weight loss. I don't care. I don't care if you're doing the shots. I don't care if you had weight loss surgery. I don't care if you're doing five day fast. You can pick any tool. But if you don't do this work, it will be impossible to live at your healthy weight goal. Trust me, I've tried a lot of them. <laughs> and my husband's probably tried the other ones, the prolonged fast, right? My go-to with this was medications. I had surgery, right? All of that. If you don't do the work of recognizing that it gets harder is just a myth, you're creating harder because you literally are super focused on the scale. The scale is a marker of progress, but I'm going to tell you something, any tool you use to incorporate in from just a short-term diet is going to rebound if you don't use it in a way that serves creation of the healthiest you, or what we call that in my coaching is our lively lady version of ourselves. So let's take a look at it, Brian, if you really are focused in and you're like, okay, I'm ready now to add in a five day fast from the healthiest version of me for the future that I want. I want to conquer this tool. I'm not going to tell myself it's getting harder. I'm not only doing it to make the scale move. I'm doing it to get healthy and see how this tool works for me. And yes, the scale will likely move alongside it, but the motivation is different. What might you do with a fast that's different than what you did before? Focus on a lot of things like where I want to go and be intentional and basically focus with the plan. Okay. So what do you think you do after that five day fast? Go back to what I'm doing right now. And it's pretty easy. Do you think breaking the fast with like the foods you haven't been able to have? No. Right. I experienced this so much. I love the 40 day sugar fast, by the way. It's a beautiful devotional, but that's what my ladies did. It was like, we're giving up sugar for 40 days and then everybody just ate all the sugar. Right? It was like, we, we did the fast to eat the sugar. And at the end it was like, okay, maybe I feel like crap afterwards. Like we did, but we wanted it so bad because our motivation during the fast was yes, to give up sugar, but it was with this whole mindset behind it that like, when can I add it back in? I think that is one of the biggest problems we see with fast is that we do it from the wrong place right? If you're really using this as a tool to create the healthy you, by the way, I just finished videos with level two of our lively lady club. For those people who are over 10% weight loss, they move into level two in the lively lady club. And we are talking about fasting at a whole different level because I think fasting is a beautiful tool. It is so helpful in so many ways, but people use it this way and it's not helpful that way. Has anybody got to level two in a month? A month. This is my husband's goal. <laughs> He wants to bust my journal. You're a man, honey. You lose faster than everybody. Okay. Than all my ladies. So yes, he's, his goal is to bust my journal because it goes down to 20 pounds in six weeks. He's like, that's not going to be enough for me. Go for it. Okay. So just to synopsize for everybody who's listening, because I think they've all been where you're at and said the same things, right? Does it get harder? No. 
And the reason I don't think it gets harder is just, I think my mindset is like under the understanding, it's not going to happen as quick as you want it to go. And that's not a problem. No, and that's not a problem. Why is that not a problem? Because this is for the long haul. Yeah, it's the rest of and your it, life. It's actually to be a healthier person, healthier version of myself, which it's crazy through the years and you never really think about your eating and then you just get to where, whoa, how did I get here? And uh, I guess I'm to the place where I don't want to be there anymore because I know, and I never really think of that, but I know what it's doing to my health and to my life expectancy. And I realize how important being a healthier version of yourself is. I mean, heck, there's enough things out there that you have no control over. The one thing, this is something that you do have control over is being a healthier version of yourself. I mean, I have total control over that. Nobody else can tell me what I can eat, when I can eat it. It's, it's me. You got it. You got it. I mean, that's the thing is like when you refocus on this, I think it feels heavy and it feels hard to consider this at first to be the rest of your life. But when you realize that I'm eating every day anyway, I can eat foods that I enjoy that actually get me the results I desire. It doesn't have to be all about deprivation, right? It literally supports the version of you you wanted to be. It's just the diet brain gets in the way. Diet brain is so hyper focused on the scale in terms of success that we end up failing ourselves in it. Instead, focus on being healthy. Focus on getting to that goal. When you get there, doesn't matter that much. As long as you're progressing forward, you're trying tools, right? You're going to try the five day fast tool, I guess, right? You may be trying other tools besides this. But if, I might, I might not. I'm just, I just use that example if I'm right. But if you are doing like those tools as all you're doing, no. you're going to ultimately fail. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, you're not going to fail. You're going to make it too hard is what you're going to do. And it's from the mindset that it's getting harder. So I have to be more diet brain to fix it. It won't get you anywhere. It's not getting harder. There's nothing about it. It's actually getting easier because you're doing this over and over again. So it's simpler. Yeah. And, and I'm getting small, small uh, clothes that used to be a little tighter, getting looser. So that feels good. So I'm getting small uh, rewards or what do you call it? Small uh, milestones. And the guy who does our cars, what did he say to you? <laughs> the he's car like, guy. He's like, have you been losing weight? Your, fa your face looks like it's getting a lot thinner. Yeah. I'm like, thanks, Frank. The car body shop guy noticed, <laughs> right? That's the wins. Look for the wins instead of saying like, oh gosh, you're going to say I'm going to rebound again. No, you're not. Stop saying it's getting harder. It's a myth, my dear lively ladies. So listen, today is the last day. This is your shot to join us in our challenge. It's our last challenge of the year. Join me in creating your energized eating plan. It takes coaching to get through this mindset. I have no doubt about it. It just does because we all believe those stories and unfortunately they're everywhere. So you can join me for five days for free in our Lose Weight Gain Energy Challenge. You just have to go to the show notes to join the challenge. It's our last one for the year. So get in there now. Today is the day. If you love today's episode, make sure to share it with a friend who needs to hear it too. Leave me a review and click subscribe to get the latest updates on all my new podcast episodes. Ready to reach your healthy weight goals and drop the endless diet cycle? Head on over to emilyvinzantmd.com and learn more about working with me in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss, my virtual weight loss coaching program. The link is in my show notes.